Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Happy Palm Sunday to you. Palm basically is a symbol of victory, a symbol of triumph, and it was a symbol of peace in all the Mediterranean areas of the time when we ever lived. But today as born again Christian, palm is a sign of eternal life for us. Amen. Yeah. Palm shows the eternal life. That is one of the meanings of palm. You know, it is originated in the east part of Mediterranean world. And it was shown it as a symbol of victory. When the kings fight was and when they come they used to show the palm and uh, celebrate the victory. The show the triumph. When the peace treaties comes, then there is you know, palms are coming up. So I'm so thankful to God that God has uh, kept us as far three months passed away. And this is the first time that I believe Palm Sunday, in the first Sunday itself, Palm Sunday is there. All the other Sundays there are Palm Sunday. This is the first time I, I oh, at least remember. If I'm not wrong, maybe mistaken. But I remember I never preached the Palm Sunday messages on the first Sunday. Just the first Sunday that Palm Sunday is treated and spoken and declared. Normally I don't preach messages on on days and events and events and occasions like that. Thank you, Krishna. And you led us to where is uh, I was telling Nasha. You know, when you started the song, The Chosen Generation, you took me three, four years before to one more, my girl, my daughter, Ruth, who used to sing this song with the same figure and with the same fire. Only difference was that this Ruth speaks in tongues, that Ruth doesn't speak in tongues. <laughs> she is, I think, believing in Baptist, uh, this thing, so she never used to speak in tongues. Okay. But she was a dear daughter, married and have a child now. So grateful for her. Thank you for bringing that remembrance and saying fire. Okay. That song always attracts me. I am a chosen generation. Right? Praise God. So, uh, why I do not, uh, it's not like that the days and events are not significant that you should not preach. But uh, how many of you ever went to India, maybe in your country also, for sugar cane juices in roadside? Yeah? Nobody. Excellent. Okay. We are roadside people. We can live there. Two, three people. Okay. Sugar cane, you know, you see that sugar cane, then they go get into that mission. And what happens is keep on, they take it, then push it, and then they twist it again, they push it inside, then they twist it. The same way, the events and dates and all like that, it was so twisted, twisted, twisted. So, so many messages being spoken, heard, you know, nothing is left out to speak about palms and You know, there is nothing new is coming. Every time we have, in my 26 years of ministry, at least 25 messages I had given. I was searching for, God, what should be the next message? 
I am out of uh, you know uh, some new messages because every uh, look to back to my books because it is difficult for me. I am not a you know gadget savvy, so I always uh, uh, write look to write even today. Sorry, I am an old school person, so I still write. So if I need to go back to a message which is uh, so because in 23, so when I give you a message, it should be that you never heard. So I need to to think about it, but. Uh, as he was going through, God gave me another perspective about Palm Sunday. So I would like to, I, today morning I shared with the church in Vadodara, and I would like to share this message with you. Why is Palm Sunday important? And I'm not saying about all the stories, the, what about the palm, what about the donkey, what about this and that and all, but also from that, uh, the concept of Palm, to palm Sunday, what is significant? Why there are certain things so significant in the in the world? We will look into uh, Luke chapter 19, 37 to 40. Luke chapter 19, 37 40 to understand about Palm Sunday. And some of the things that we need to look, look here that when he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices. And understand that the next word for all the no, no, just a minute, just a minute. For all the miracles they had seen, you know, underline that all the miracles they had seen. Now go to 38. Thank you. Blessed. Now, what are their proclamation? Like what we proclaimed and declared. You are, there is no other God. We say, blessed is the king. So they identified him as the king. And second thing, who comes in the name of the Lord. That means they declared that the one who is coming is coming in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So because of this coming, there is a peace treaty not signed on the world. It is signed between in heaven with the father and the son so that the the, the judgments may not come into the world on the mankind and then and glory in the highest and what God is going to Jesus is going to accomplish that brings glory to in the highest places right and then 39 and it says some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus teacher another word you remember rebuke your disciples because they do not like people uh, shouting and praising then 40 it says, I tell you, he replied, Jesus said, if they be quiet, means the disciples become quiet, the stones will cry out. So this is something that is very profound. We pray. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. And thank you for giving a new perspective, a new, new, Lord, understanding about your word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We, you are here. Speak through me. And help me, give me strength and grace, so that God, as I reveal, the, uh, as you reveal this truth, Lord, help me to be humble, and everybody may receive it. They may be blessed of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, certain things I told, certain things they already identified. What was that? They shouted praise to God, praise when Jesus came, because they have seen miracles. You know, sometimes you happen, no? When, suppose, uh, suppose, uh, brother, you prayed for somebody, and then I'm taking your name, sorry, okay? Thinking that you will understand me. Uh, you prayed for, <laughs> prayed for somebody, that, uh, and uh, 
suppose for paid for liberty and the same thing happened and liberty come and testify what you normally do you clap because why because you feel that this is something i prayed for and the miracles something has happened your disciples were seen the disciples and people seen the miracles the dead rising up bread and fishes multiplying walking on the cross uh, water and uh, uh, and touching the lepers and getting it all miracles so they but they saw jesus as a miracle worker and they praised him for that miracle work and then uh, in 39 it says that 39 no 38 38 it says they are saying blessed you know is the king so now they identified him as the king because their expectation is for a king to deliver them from the roman empire okay they identified him as a king who comes in the name of the lord they understood that the man who is is coming on a donkey the called donkey the called is a what he is the man who is coming in the name of the lord they identified him as a miracle worker they identified him as a king they identified him as the, the one who come from the lord but they never identified him as messiah as christ the messiah you know most of the time who is disciple these are the disciple who walked with jesus for three almost three three and a half years they have been sleeping with him eating with him walking with him part of his miracle but they recognized him recognized him as the miracle worker recognized him as a king recognized him as the one who came from the lord uh, to, to deliver them from the the roman empire but they never understood that he is the messiah who is coming to deliver them from sin coming to the point now many of us you are seated here you may have received him as a miracle worker you may be declaring and proclaiming that he is my king you may be declaring and proclaiming is that jesus christ the son of god he came from the lord but you never accepted him as messiah in your life understand you may be you may be having visions dreams everything i'm not i don't have any problem about what what you know about jesus is matters no what you know about jesus doesn't matter do you know jesus matters you know last sunday we were sitting somewhere and i said no the, the you, how many of you know the different how many kinds of prophets are there you know we were talking like uh, last sunday you know what we say there are people born prophets means that they are they uh, isaiah jeremiah josh joshe or Joel and all that they are born they are born as prophets because they speak the mind of Christ they don't hear but they receive it but what is other people they are moving in the spirit of prophecy today many those who are so called proclaimed prophets are not some are prophets but some are the people who moves in the gift of the spirit of prophecy you need to differentiate with that people i am a pastor and not a prophet but i have the spirit of god so the spirit of god can activate the talent of prophecy when needed upon somebody that does not make me prophet 
I'm a teacher, I'm a pastor. I know my calling, I'm a pastor, I'm a teacher. That does not mean the gift of the spirit of healing cannot work through me. It happens through me also. So, the same way, you can move in the spirit of Christianity, but not having the spirit of Messiah in your life. I tell you one thing. Okay, let me tell you one thing. Just because the power of God is moving through your life, does not mean that you have the presence of God. Just because the Spirit of God, the power of God is moving through you, does not mean you carry the presence of God. Why? Many came to Jesus when the virgin story we prophesied in your name. We healed the people. Jesus said, I don't know you. Just because my power worked through you does not mean that you belong to me. Come on, somebody. Eh? How? Because Anyone can stand in the name of the Lord and the power of God work through that person because he loves his people, not the person. God can minister through a Nebuchadnezzar. God can minister through a King Shaul having a distressing spirit because he loves his people. Not because he loves that person. And these all people will be standing in queue for judgment. And that's the place they say, we did all these miracles. You will say, I don't know you. Do you want to hear that? Just because the power of prayer is working through you, does not know things that the presence of God is in you. You, if you really need to be a Holy Spirit carrier, you need to be in the presence of God and the presence of God need to be in you. Are you listening to me? That makes the child of God, that makes the power of God effective. Amen. You remember the story in the New Testament that says that a girl was there of spirit of divination. She used to speak about the future. You remember about that uh, the, the, the false prophet Simon who used to say to, uh, to disciples, give me this power, I can give you mine. Why? They were all doing good. They were having name, but they were not because of the presence of God. You understand that? So, here, they understood the disciples, those who were cheering Jesus Christ, they received him as a blessed king, received, followed him because of miracles, and 
declared that he came from the Lord because John, sorry, Peter already told you, told him that you are Christ, the Son of God, came from the Father. When Jesus asked him, Who I am? So, my dear children, they really never recognized him as the Messiah. Recognize him as a miracle worker. That's why some of you are still struggling because you have never received. Messiah means the Savior. You have him as king. You declare him as a miracle worker. You declare him as a Jehovah Jireh, the provision maker. You declare him as a Jehovah Nisi. All these things, Adonai, everything. But you, you declare many things, but you never think that he is my Messiah. He is my Lord, my Savior. Understand that? He, he, what, how he came? He came, he chose for his ride a Mercedes or something like that. No. He doesn't choose a chariot. He chose a, a donkey. Not even a donkey, the colt, the, 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 the baby of that. Today, and I want to tell you, many pet lovers are here. I don't think that you are so loud, you will love donkey. It's not so elegant, it's not lovable. You love donkeys? Praise God, so spiritual. <laughs> she stole my message. Let me see when I will take you her to a donkey today. And when he licks up her leg, you should run away. Okay. His, what is the purpose of a donkey? The donkey is a beast that carries burden. Understand that? Why he chose the donkey? I, this, I believe Jesus was teaching his disciples some lessons from this. And I'm going to talk three such lessons that disciples, Jesus, without telling a metaphor or a parable, he showed them that now today we need to believe and live on. Can we take it to do Matthew chapter 21, 1, 2, 3? Matthew chapter 21, 1, 2, 3. Somebody please read. As they approached, okay, read, read, somebody. See, Jesus sent how many disciples? Two disciples. Understand the power of two. When you go for a ministry, always go with two, not one. Because Bible says, when two is there, why two is there? If one is weak, the other will make strength, give strength to him. You know, like that. Always, we, I always encourage. Tomorrow we are having a prayer walk in all the city. Okay? By two by two, everybody is walk different parts, different families, different churches all over Baroda has taken a step to walk for 45 minutes in Whatever area you are living, 
but it is like two by two, not single. Okay, so here two people, then two. Verse two. Saying them, go to the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her called by her. Untie them and bring them to me. Third. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them. And he will send them right away. Understand that. The Lord needs them. What was the what was the work that Jesus gave to them? That is the work that Jesus gave to them was to go and untie a colt of a donkey and bring it to me. The first thing that I understood is that this is the disciple must be thinking, what a glorious work my master gave to me. Think about it. Some day before, they were miracle workers. Bread came into their hand. They were breaking it. Miracles happened. Some day before, they have been given the power to heal. And they were given the power to cast out demons. They were so-called known people in the world of work, world of spirituality who knew Jesus. They used to walk with Jesus. And people, hey, hey, this is not Jesus' disciples, follower of Jesus. And here comes... Jesus gives them one responsibility. What is that responsibility? To bring a donkey. They were so close to him. For them, Jesus was their mentor. For them, Jesus was their advisor, boss, king, lord, and sometimes rab rabbi. Rabbi means what? The highest the highest authority on the you know scripture in Jewish culture. But hear what I said. Whatever Jesus said to them, they did it without murmuring. Without murmuring. They hardly questioned. No, no. Is it necessary? I should go. You send somebody else. No. They simply obeyed him. And the first thing that they were told to learn is this. If you want to serve God and his kingdom, you need to wear the spirit of humility. Without humility, you cannot serve the Lord and the kingdom. You understand that I said in Matthew chapter 10, 1, they have been given power to heal. They have been given power to cast out demons. They were so known people, but they never, they were so committed to God, Jesus. You remember Peter, the one who, who uh, when Jesus was caught and he was, in, he was in the Pilate's place, when Jesus, Paul, Peter was walking aside. Somebody like, hey, this is Jesus, the disciple of Jesus. The public knew that. And say, Lord, in public you want me to bring a donkey? How many times you said no? The small work that God has given to you. And you simply come to church and sit in a place thinking that Holy Spirit comes and through that with the angels, they clean it, they mop it, everything make it ready. 
and I need to just come and sit, then judge the pastor, judge the people, what they are singing, what way they are all judgment I do so that I am a good Christian. No. God, if you are gifted, be humble. Without humility, you cannot serve God. Humility does not mean that you should be subdued by some people. Humility needs the wise that power under control is humility. What is humility? Power under control. You are the same wild horse like other people, but I control myself. That is self-control. Jesus asking them to bring a donkey. You know? I want to ask you, if I say the same thing, what will be your response? Next message will be, I thought this, in India also pastors are like this. <laughs> you know, what would be your, your, I see sometimes in the team, in the group say, 12 o'clock, Asher team, come, where are you, this and that, why? Because, you are not coming to serve Messiah. You are coming to just fulfill a job or a work done. Oh, practice is my job. Should I? That's why I need to come. Oh, ushering is my work to do, so I should come. But do you do it for God? Humility is tough, my dear. Why Jesus allowed us this thing? That is something that I, 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 have, been, I have been taught. Jesus may want to make sure that our souls are not, not always centered in the center of everything. See, the, the soul-centered man will have pride. The spirit-centered man will have humility. The soul-centered person will attract everything towards them. They want everything to be seen by people. They want people to appreciate that. That's why Jesus says in the Bible, when you do charity, don't show anybody. Why? 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 If I give somebody something, why should they have pictures? They also have dignity. They have lack doesn't mean that they can be publicized as poor people. Poor people also have dignity. Jesus wants us to not to be souls, our soul always in limelight. He wants he want our focus to be God. He understands, God understands that if your soul is you are soul centered, it is not good because you will seek popularity when you become soul centered person. You become popular. See today what is happening. I'm not against anybody. They put pictures. They put pictures. They put everything. Healing ministry. That means. Have you ever seen in the Bible. Jesus put a flyer and said. Come I am, I am healing. If Jesus did not do that. Why should we do When people used to speak, they, Jesus used to say, after every miracle, don't tell anybody.
Jesus doesn't want we to be popular. Jesus wants Jesus to be lifted up through us. So our soul center, we need to be to turn from soul centeredness to spiritual spirit center. Soul is a slave of either spirit or body. He is an action master. Whatever body says he will do, or whatever spirit says he will do. Believe me, I told many times, I did many donkey work in my ministry. Many donkey work. Mopping, cleaning, cleaning the toilets. Everything I did. Two years of my, before my ministry as a pastor, even I was appointed a pastor, my initial state. I always say, somebody come, pastor, I want to serve God. I said, go, go and be assured. One day they will stand there after that day. That's why many of the ushers sitting there, praise God. No, you some of them they just go because what happened? Ushering does not give limelights. They are not in the focus of everybody. But praise God for those who serve the Lord. In spirit, not in the soulish way. I want to tell somebody, God is not looking for celebrities. God is looking for servants. If you are a celebratory and you want some pictures, you want to post some pictures, please do that. But God is not interested in you. You may be famous. Be famous. Because one day Jesus will say, I don't know you. I sung for you. I, I, I brought albums in your name. Oh, is it so? Good. But I don't know you. You can definitely sing about God without knowing Him. It is not just that Jesus speaks only. If you look into John chapter 13, 3 to 5, you can see that Jesus not only spoke about humility, Jesus showed humility. What are there? Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and returned to God. Then, four. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist and then what he did? After that, he poured water into basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Are you listening to me? Jesus not only said that you bring a donkey, Jesus did a much more insignificant work. Because in the old days they used to walk with the, uh, their, on, the, on the fields and every 30 legs, they, though they wash, but uh, you know, Jesus took their legs, feet into their hand, into hand, washed it, clothed it, and wiped it, he did it. Though that wipe, verse 3 says, he know that everything was given to him. Still he humbled himself. It is even, even washing the feet is the lowest cater of servants do his work. But Jesus did that. John chapter 13, 13 to 5, 3, 13 to 15. Let us read. If you call me teacher, 
Lord and rightly so for I am this is what I am see he is not saying that I am not Lord he says it is I am then what he says 14 now that I your Lord and teacher have washed your feet you also should wash one another's feet okay then 5 I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you We don't find time to go to hospital to pray for somebody. Forget about washing. That time we may be having our birthday celebrations or buying, which would be more important than the sick people. Jesus set apart an example. He washed the feet of his people. I want to tell you the kingdom is different from the world. The kingdom of God is different from the world. The world measures success through money, job and title. But in the kingdom of God, you are seen and recognized only by one measure, how you serve. Not by what type you give, not by what song you sung, not by how many tongues you, tongues you spoke, Tongue speaking is not the spirit filledness. Spirit comes, it does not, I am re re repeatedly saying, if anyone of you don't speak in tongue, don't think that you are not spirit filled. Holy Spirit, I, last Sunday I prayed, He gives wisdom, read in Isaiah, He gives wisdom, knowledge, all those things are spirit's attributes. That one of them can be there. In one day when you fellowship with Him regularly, or ultimately you will start speaking in tongues. That will happen. Don't, don't just pressurize. Oh, I need to. Don't copy somebody. Just to make your name known in Christian community. Wait for that. Okay. So, how you serve is important. In this Palm Sunday, the question is not how loud you are. It is not how Musically you sing songs. It is not how praises are, how you are walking, but what you do in serving is important. If you serve well, you will be recognized as what? Well done, good and faithful servant. Not says well done, good and faithful worship leader. It says well done, Good and faithful servant. Am I talking to anybody? Yes. If you are not a servant, then you are a performer. Jesus is the greatest servant of all humanity. According to Philippians chapter 2, 6 to 11. This is the greatest servant. Who being in very nature of God. Come on somebody. He was the very nature of God. Did not consider equality with God. Something to be grasped. And then. But made himself nothing. Taking the nature, very nature of. Who? Servant. Being made in human likeness. The one who created human. Become human. Then, verse 8. And being found in appearance as man, what he did? He humbled himself. 
and only humbled himself and become obedient to death. What death? Even the death of the cross. Okay, next. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Okay, 10. That the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. 11. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So that means what? Jesus is the greatest servant of all humanity. He was in the very nature of God. He left everything. So if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you must become a servant. That's why those who serve the Lord ministry, they are called as servants of God. Servants of God. If you want to be, everyone should be available and ready to do the donkey duty for God. Why? You remember in Matthew chapter 21, 13, Matthew chapter 21, 3, what it said? Let us see that. Matthew chapter 21, 3. What it says? If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs done. Today I am here to tell you the Lord needs you. Are you ready to be a servant? If you are not ready to serve with a little that God has given, then you are not ready to be serving God. Am I talking to you? God needs you. Why you are in PSU? God needs you. Why you are in ushering team? God needs you. Why you are in intercessory team? God needs you. Why you are in the worship team? God needs you. Not pastor need you, not the brother, father need you. Then today onwards, no parents, no leaders will write saying we are waiting for you. That is a disgrace to God. Remember me. You are keeping God given responsibility side and somebody need to keep reminding you. Where are you? We are in room number 103. You should know where should you go. And you should be in time if you fear the Lord. Today onwards, I see, I keep, I take back every authority given to leaders to remind somebody to come. Nobody need to be reminded. You give timing, this time, this room, finish. Where are you? We are waiting. We are waiting with cupcake. No, nothing. We, are, we, have, we will have a, some juices after that. You come, we will serve you juice. But, but, but we will not tempt you because of juice you come. No reminder. Why? Tell to yourself, I am going to church. I am going to practice. I am going to family meeting. Because Lord want me to be there. Are you there?
Because when when the Lord come with the trumpet call, I am not going to say, hey, get up, Lord want you to come with him. He will come like a thief, like a lightning. And that time no reminders will come. And you will be saying, hey, where is my wife? Where is my dad? Where is my mother? You left out. Do you want to be left out? Then be a humble servant. You know, if you keep a servant, you need not to tell, you need to only tell them that uh, I need to go 5 o'clock in the morning. You will not go and say, hey, get up 5 o'clock in the morning. No, he will come and say, sir, tea is ready. I challenge you, if you want to serve the Lord, serve with humility. Jesus taught this when he came into in the, on the Palm Sunday, riding on the donkey, that if you want to serve, serve him with humility. The second point, hallelujah, this needs more grace to me. I know today is Holy Communion Day as well. Hmm. Greatness does not come from the image you present to the world. Greatness does not come from the image you present to the world. Understand what I am saying? Some of us are very good in showcasing us to the world, saying, I am like this, though you know that you are not like that. Understand that? I sometimes tell people, okay, you see a very loving dad, loving pastor, come and stay with my home for one, one week and see, and then keep writing what all things you see that it is not right with the pastor. Normally what happened, no? Normally we move with people who who help you in your failing and uh, com comfort you in your failing. They say, it's okay. One time, okay, so no problem. God understands it. And you show greatness. I want to tell you, it is not what you show matters. It is what you are matters. What are you? Are you trying to portray yourself as a Christian or truly the Spirit of God, the presence of God lives in you? The second important factor they learn from Jesus is that their internal identity is more important than their external image. The internal identity, what you are, is more important than what you try to show. What is that? So, Jesus gave them a lesson. Jesus rode on a donkey. It's called, see, 33 years of, years, of, years of old Jesus Christ. You know, coming with a small child donkey. It is like that I sit in a child cycle. Go, go in like this. Jesus must be like that. Because it says, the child, it's a cult. It's, a, it's not a fully grown donkey. Okay? 
So, but what happened? That doesn't matter to the people. Jesus came on a donkey, but people started praising him. Because they are not seeing how Jesus came, but they are praising for who he is. And what he is, he is a miracle worker, he is a king, he is the one who came from God. So they started praising him. How many times people recognized you for what you are than what you show? How many times people came and said to you, Sister, today's worship, you blessed me. Then, sister, you sung well. How many times people came and said to you, you preached well. Then people come and say, Dad, you spoke to me. How many times when you did something good to people, they said, thank you for the help. Oh, thank you, sir, for help. You are with me in my trouble. Many times we try to show off. Jesus was not praised. Jesus was not posted. Why he came on a donkey? They were praising Jesus. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were praising Jesus. I want to tell you, my dear. They knew Jesus. Why they were praising Jesus? Because they knew Jesus. They experienced the love of Jesus. They experienced the mercy of Jesus. They experience the true compassion of Jesus. And in that place, whether he comes in a, in a donkey, or he comes in chariot, or he comes in some big vehicle, does not matter. Because what matters is he, not how. How many times you sit in prayer for him than for things? How many times you pray, Lord, today I am sitting in prayer, I am fasting to have you more. But what we do? Twist the hand of God. My feast is tomorrow, 5 o'clock. Last minute, you do some miracle. I told the swan, so you talk to his mind and make the way. Lord, I know that you are a way maker. Then you will say, way maker, miracle worker. Okay, and but you don't want God, you want the blessings of Come on, somebody. It matters who you are. Matthew chapter 21, 10, 11. Let us see. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, who one person inquired who and one person inquired who is this man? No, what is that? The entire Jerusalem city was stirred and asked, Who is this? Eleven. The crowd answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. You know? 
They were telling, hey, why should a man coming into the city on a donkey receive such kind of reception? Oh, come on, somebody. Why? This man looks very poor. Why people walk along with him? Today's, today's thing, the, the, you expect the pastor to come in a, what is the big cars and all, you know, and shining shoes, flying from the roof down, <laughs> flying pastors, flying post, prophets. You won't expect that. But here, the crowd was stirred up. He is coming on a donkey. Why these people are so cheering him? I want to ask you. This is not because what Jesus showed them. It is just because who Jesus is. There is a big difference in that. He was fulfilling the prophecy. So Zachariah chapter 9. Verses 9, don't go there. So, everything. Jesus. I, I, Jesus needed nobody's appreciation because he knew who he was. He was not bothered. If somebody comes with a garland or not, he's not bothered. If I get the front seat or not, he don't bother. He knew that who he is. He knew that. He said to Pilate, Hey Pilate, don't mis be mistaken. If I want to be free, I can call tall legions away. Angels, so they will come and deliver me. Tall legion means 6,000. Tall troops of uh, troops can come and they can take me away. You don't misunderstand me. Jesus could say, Hey, hey Pilate, you don't know that I am the living God. I created everything by my word. You remember about the word? I am the word. But he never said that. You say, you are the king of Jews? Just because you say so, it could be. I told somebody earlier, in the Garden of Gethsemane, a beautiful thing happened. They were, all the Roman soldiers were going to catch Jesus. And there was a spy in the disciples that was Judas Iscariot. He got 30 shekels, he took it, and he said, okay, he is going to Gethsemane, go and catch him. No. Whatever. Judas had to go with them. Why? Bible says, he said to them, whom I go and kiss, he is Jesus Christ. What that means, even Jesus' popularity was such that nobody identified him among people. And so, one of the closest need to tell him, hey, this is Jesus. But what today says, we put posters, we put this, we put that, telling, I am the servant of God. I am prophet so and so. Not against anybody. But Jesus was so low. So humble. Even if a miracle happened, he used to say, don't tell anybody because my time has not come. Here you get a good song. Follow me. 
click that bell button. Your identity, your, your popularity depends upon how many followers are there. Who is your follower who doesn't know you? And we'll say, if you like my sermon, down there is a follow me, for, put stuff, and then put that bell button. But here Jesus, Judas has to go and identify him. You are looking for Jesus asked, who are, whom you are looking for? You are looking for Jesus. It's me. Then, still then, they are still waiting. When Judas went and hugged him and kissed him, and then they caught him. That was the humility of Jesus. That is the humility of Jesus. Now we are a, attracting crowd. Jesus said everybody to go and preach the gospel, and we say everybody come and hear my gospel. Nobody want to go. Nobody want to go. With so much pomp and hype we see today. Jesus said in John chapter 10, 17 and 18. Jesus was so powerful. He said, you think that you can take my life? Nobody can take my life. The reason the father, my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it back. He's saying, I am giving up my life because I can take it back. Now, 18, what he says, what he says, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay down and authority to make, take it up again. The command I received from the world. So Jesus was knowing, telling Pilate, hey, you think that you can kill me on the cross? I am laying down. You have no power to catch me. You have no power to nail me. What is the reason he got nailed on the cross, Emmanuel? You know, just because the only, only mistake I can say, or only thing that he did is that he fallen in love with you. He fallen in love with you. He fallen in love with you. He fallen in love with me. He fallen in love with you and me like people who deserve no love. He died for unlovable. He died for unforgivable. unforgivable. Those, who could, those who never deserve love, He died for them. And don't sit thinking that you are doing a grace to God. It is just because He laid down His life. You sit here. Remember, you show off like a Christian. But that is not really matters. You know, matters is what you carry inside. I don't want to hear any children here with the humble, my heart always cries for that. I don't want to see any children. I minister you for three years, four years, and then you go back and send me a message saying, Dad, I'm no longer that what you saw me in India. That is the pain for my, my heart. That is exactly Jesus said. You have given me everybody. I don't want to lose one of them. I don't want to lose one of them. I, I cry even today. Some of them say, Dad, I'm struggling in my spiritual walk. I was not like that. I that, Those days, I had somebody. I could come to you. But here, I don't find anybody who understands me. I say, my child, there is one who understands you, obeys with you. That is my Jesus. Understand that. 
Jesus is saying that no one can take away my life from me. I give it away. Then he, I want to say, he, he, when, when people try to say, hey, the king is coming, Jesus, he, Jesus doesn't want it to be a king. You know? He laid down his, die, his life. Disciples learned that what inside matters, not what you show. Let me ask you, do you know who you are? We sang a song, beautiful song. What was that? Chosen generation. Do you live like a chosen generation? Then what is the next word? Chosen generation. Huh? Oh, speak, speak, speak. Excellent. What did the Bible say? Chosen generation, peculiar people, royal priesthood. Right? Huh? Are you living like that? You are a child of God. No need to show it off. Live like a child of God. You are a servant of God of the kingdom. When you walk, when, how you done, when Jesus walked in, People, I want to tell you, when your classmate or roommate have a problem, when you, and what is the problem? They are lonely. But when you enter into that place, do they see a light in their life? Jesus said, you are the light of the world and the salt to the earth. When you go to a sick place, can you imagine the power of God moving to heal them? When you, you have a job and that job is totally panic. And then when you move into that place, do you see the peace of God coming into that place? Recently happened to me. I was a closing, in India, March is the closing time. I had a big targets to achieve. Many problems came. I love that song. When I went to Dubai, first time I heard the song. First time I heard the song. When I knelt it, I speak Jesus. That song, you know, I shared with everybody. I speak Jesus. You know, I just when I went into the room, put my red lights, that means nobody disturbed me. I started listening. Lord, this big mountain problem, I don't know. But I speak Jesus upon them. I want to tell you, I have completed my targets more than expected. I want to tell you, when you speak Jesus in your problem, when you speak, declare that you are a chosen generation, and when even if your wallet is empty, you will receive. Come on. I want to tell somebody, the world, the world lives in the economy of the kingdom and your country, but the child of God will live in the economy of heaven. Not by might, not by power, by the Spirit, says the Lord. The just shall live by faith. I don't know the GDP of India or America, Nigeria goes down. My GDP of my heaven always prospering and I praise God. No job in your country, my God will create job for me. Don't show off. Live by faith. Don't sing chosen generation. Live as chosen generation. 
If a prince become a drunkard, the king will say, hey, you are a prince. Live like a prince. You are a child of God. Don't make the witness of God bad. If you are not careful about your own name, think about the name of your own name. Which is Adam on your name. What is that? Christian. And that name to get to give to you, God paid a price. His son to die on the cross. Otherwise you and me would have called sinners. Today we are child of God because he sacrificed. He become humble. I want to tell you, you carry an anointing of the spirit of God. You are the ambassador of Christ. Ambassadors never <coughs> You know ambassadors How many of you know about ambassador What is ambassador eh? And this ambassadors Expenses are not Paid by anybody else His electricity bill Is paid by the country Who sent him as an ambassador His house rent is paid By the company if you don't know go and read a book of um, uh, i think ambassadors of christ written by dr miles monroe go and read the ambassador of the country comes to india nigerian zimbabwean country is all expenses even his children's education everything is paid by the country which sends him you are expenses you are the ambassadors of christ citizens of heaven you are all expenses you are all need shall be my god shall supply all my need according to the riches in glory in jesus christ because i am an ambassador of christ hallelujah David said, I never beg. Why we should beg? He said, I, I was I, I was young, but now I'm grown up. I have never seen. Ah, I never seen. I never say, can you help me? No, 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 no. God provides for me. You pray and then you go. Can you help me? Next week I will give it to you. God will open some door. Wait until God opens the door if you trust him. Don't test God. And don't try to be your own God. God be God. I want to tell you, if you are ambassador of Christ, if you are a child of God, the economy of heaven, the mission of heaven is driving you all through your day. The third thing. John chapter 6, 38 to 40. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will but to do the will of him who sent me. Ushers, please come forward prepare the Holy Communion. 39. And this is the will 
of him who sent me. That I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up in the last day. 14. Read this. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. One thing that disciples understood from Jesus, this word is that a servant never lives for himself but lives for others. The third thing they understood is that our obedience is not connected to our popularity. Our obedience is not connected to our popularity. Sometimes popularity stops you from obeying what God says to you. You know, suppose David comes to me and says, Dad, I have a, I want to preach in the church. I say, son, wait. What will happen? Oh, I said that went to Pastor Pastorman every day to preach and all like that stories happened with me again. And what happened? See, because you want to be popular, but you do not want to be obedient. Many of you, you are sitting here and many in the other churches also happens this. You know, you are submitting to your home church pastor. How many of you are submitting to your home church pastor? Hello. I'm not catching you. Okay, thank you, dear. One, at least one. Now, many of you, I see, I see your status in WhatsApp and all. I see your tradition. You know, if you are following a pastor, your home church pastor, praise God for that. But if you are not submitting the local pastor, then that is not praise God. If you pray, if you submit to your pastor in your home, who is far away from you. But today there is a pastor in India who is taking care of you. Just because he is an Indian does not mean that your obedience should be conditional. You should submit to the local pastor. Saying, Pastor, I am submitting you. You come to me and say, I have a dream. You are just 18 years old. You cannot even con control your lifestyle. You come and say, I have some dream about somebody. Not about me, but somebody. Then you need to submit to God, submit to the Spirit of God for the appropriate time. Got it? Your obedience is not based on popularity. Because the word of God is the same. Giver is same. Spirit is same. You need to submit. He came, as for, as for Matthew chapter 20, 28, he came to give his life as ransom for many. Even in the last minute in, the, in, 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 in Gethsemane, what was his prayer? If possible, take away this cup, but not my will, your will. He was submitted, dedicated. His situation never changed his purpose. He was going to die, but he never said, let my will be done. Not my will, your will be done. What happened to Jesus? Quickly the popularity faded. 
like our bollywood movie stars one movie becomes hit bollywood hollywood anywood you know <laughs> they all become followers of that movie movie star or sports star but one game like no how many of, of the people are there they say oh ronaldo no better messi is better right just because he missed one goal sorry one goal popularity fades quickly jesus popularity quickly faded the people who cheered saying that he is a miracle worker blessed person king said crucified they thought that he is a simple man even the thief on the cross said to jesus what he said you said you are a son of god save yourself when your popularity oh jesus jesus many songs you sang no now let jesus save you your popularity fades why because you are not spirit centered you are soul centered I want to tell you when he hung up on the cross and closed hung on the cross he was all alone but this is all about palm sunday good friday is coming resurrection sunday is also coming jesus was hung on the cross there were nobody I want to tell you when he was hung on the cross his popularity faded but his purpose never changed he said let your will be done I want to tell you something your popularity your acceptance may change but keep doing the purpose of God in your life there is a calling there is a there is a will of god and there is a purpose of peter preached 3000 people got saved but later they hung him on the cross you know how peter was hung on the cross upside down what he said i'm not worthy to be crucified like my master crucified so jesus was like this head up then he was hung head down this that was the crucifixion of peter his popularity faded miracle work everything faded but one thing he said that you will be done i want to ask you when you go through a popularity crisis when you go through situation you still keep on to holding to the will of god and purpose of god in your life peter paul john jesus they never served popularity john the baptist why was john the baptist killed why i asked the question you are asking a counter question to them John the Baptist was killed because he spoke against the king 
And then what happened? The daughter of that uh, queen asked her his head to be heard. And uh, it, it stopped the, John the Baptist to tell the truth. I know also, I told one day, I know if you tell the truth, your head, head will be on the blanker. But you need to have that confidence. What that is? The purpose of God. I'm asking you today, as we are going to serve, take the Holy Communion. Today, popularity matters than purpose. God called you to be different. That is God's purpose. But you want to be familiar. You want to be normal. If everybody can have a girlfriend or boyfriend, why cannot I have the girlfriend or boyfriend? If everybody can drink, why cannot I drink? If everybody can wear small clothes, then why cannot I do that? Everything is good, my dear children, according to your eyesight. Bible says the man's eyes, everything is right, but end of it is death, destruction. God wants you to be different. Jesus taught his disciple three important lessons. One is that if you want to serve the Lord, you need to be humble. Second, what he told, told them, the second one is what? Second one he taught them is that your internal identity is more important than your outside image. And third, he told them what? Your obedience is not connected to your popularity. Let me ask you, are you willing to do the donkey duty? Somebody when this message was spoken in China, You know in China it is how how difficult to preach gospel. You know? That one Bible they tear the papers by heartbeat and then everybody come with one verse in the in the church because publicly they don't have Bible. So one day the preacher said, you know, Jesus walked came into a donkey. Who wanted to be a donkey? One lady stood up and said, I wanted to be a donkey, subjected to Jesus' rights on. How many of you want to say that I am willing to serve with the same humility that Jesus here? He said, I have not come to take service. I have come to serve. We can take palm and go back home and keep it safe. Without, and one more thing I tell you. When Jesus walked into the Jerusalem, what they did? They gave Whatever they had with him, with them. Somebody palm, palm leaves, somebody clothes. And those days it was not the dignity to remove the clothes from the body, even for men and women. But they never thought about the punishment or popularity. They still gave it everything. Today I want to ask you, what is the things that you hold not given to Jesus till today. He wanted to. What was the, in your Bible, this particular chapter, if you look into, the, the, the heading will be, Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. How can it be a triumphal entry when he is ridiculed, he is crucified? It is a triumphal entry because he knew who he was. Today, we are not celebrating the Jesus who was ridiculed and crucified on the cross. But 
today we are celebrating the Jesus who conquered death and rose and he wanted to have a triumphal entry not into Jerusalem into your life will you lay down the things that is holding him to enter into your life Revelation book of Revelation says I stand in the door and knock and if you open the door I will come in you and I will sup with you Many of you are sitting here, you are Christians, but without Christ. Means what? Without having no personal relationship with Christ. Many of you, you come to church, but you never serve. You come in the dot time and go out in very particular remote. Before pastor says amen, you are out. Because somebody must be waiting. No, I never seen such kind of church. The, the people don't come to wish. Greet the pastor. And people say, in our country, we cannot go close to a pastor. Here a pastor is willing to come close, but you go away. Are you humble enough to serve God? I want to challenge ushering team, intercessory team, Worshipping team, every team I want to challenge. And those who are listening, I want to challenge. Do you serve Christ with a humility, with a heart of humbleness? Do you think about your image more than your integrity of your heart? Do you make your reputation more important than your obedience? Are you concentrating on the popularity or the purpose of God? People cheered and welcomed Jesus. Is there is anybody today cheering the resurrected Christ Jesus and welcoming him to your heart now? If there is somebody who wants to say, I want to humbly surrender my lives, my success, my failures, my past, my shame, my guilt, because for which he already died, so that you need not to carry the cross of shame. You need to know to carry the cross of guilt. You need not to carry the cross of humility. Sorry, humiliation. You need not to carry the cross of punishment. He took it all and said, finished. How many of you want to embrace that finished work in your life? How many of you want to cheerfully receive Jesus Christ in your life? Say, Lord, I want to serve with humility. I want to sing, I want to worship in the worship team with humility. I don't care about my popularity. I don't want whether I am known as a known as a good singer, but I want to known as a good worshiper. I don't want to be rhythmically or musically right, but I want to be right in your eyesight. I don't want pictures that I am serving somebody. I want you to notice because you said was hungry, you fed me. Do you care about your popularity? Today I am in church. What difference it makes? Yesterday you were in the bar. Today you were in the church. Yesterday you were in a party. Today you were in the church. What difference it makes? If there is no humility, where there is no submission, 
Look back to your life. Jesus wants to cheerfully come into your life and to be the Savior, the Lord and the King of your life. If there is anyone who is sitting here, you are without Christ Jesus. You never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I don't know tomorrow is there for you or not. Tomorrow is there for me or not. Today is your day. Bible says when you hear my word, do not harden your heart. Today is the day of your salvation. You must have heard many preachers speaking. Maybe that was not the time for your salvation. Today is your day of salvation. Might be. But will you prepare your heart in humility and say, Lord, I just don't want popularity as a Christian, but I want to serve you, serve you people. I don't want to sing a song to you. I want to bring a worship to you. I don't want to bring vocabulary dictionary words to pray, but I want to be real with you. In truth and spirit, I will come and say, Lord, it's impossible, not possible. I am trying, I cannot do. Help me. I will be truthful to you. How much time we will see you do hide and seek with God? How much time you will you will quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. I want the choir to come. And I want Trisha to take that song again. Please come.